So hello and welcome to ESPN Quick Info Stump Mike. I'm Karthik Iyer speaking to you after the second and would you believe it the final day's play of the third test between India and England from Ahmedabad. With me today on the podcast and he's offered to share the lottery numbers with us is Andrew Miller. Hey Miller, how are you doing? Very well, thanks. Very well. I'm feeling very smug. And for once Debayan Sen has got his prediction wrong. Therefore, he's on here as well. Uh, yes, uh, but I did share a prediction with you on Twitter, which I made with uh, the the famous WhatsApp group from school. I said that England might get bowled out for eighty. I just uh, missed out by one run, I guess. But yes, uh, sort of a surreal day, and I must quote one of the friends from that group uh, who lives in Singapore. He was just he kept asking in disbelief what's going on, and I think he put it best. He said this was like watching a extended highlights reel. That, that was pretty much two days of highlights reels. That's it. Yeah, quite honestly, I wonder what the highlights will be. You know what, Miller? I spent spent the past hour trying to write an intro for this podcast, and I was I was just not able to zero in on one because what happened and like what Kohli said, I kind of agree with him at the post match presentation. This test match was bizarre. It was mad, absolutely mad. I mean, they, just the speed with which it all unfolded. It was like it was like watching two two people brawling at the top of the stairs, and suddenly they fall down the stairs and just keep gathering pace all the way to the bottom and sort of land in a heap and. You're not quite sure which who's pointing upwards by the end of it all, but uh, somehow there's a result. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, take it in isolation. You look at a ten wicket victory with Rohit. I think scored 91 runs in in 20 overs of batting. It's like you know, he's 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 just he's just lumped it everywhere, and and everyone else has has fallen over in a heap um, at one stage or another. It's uh, mesmerising. Whether it's um, whether it's uh, Test cricket or not, that's that's one I dare say we'll debate uh, as this goes on. But uh, it's certainly compelling viewing. Yeah, so just before we get into that debate, a quick recap. India started the day at 99 for 3. Rohit Sharma and Ajinkya Rahane were batting at the crease. India, though, unfolded for 145. England would bat next. And this was the time where we thought that England were in with a fair shout in this test match. But they were pulled out for 81, leaving India a target of just 49 which Roy Sharma and Shubman Gill, Deban, it was no trouble for them at all. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's not uh, always that you're going to get a target of 40-odd, uh, uh, especially in these Indian conditions. And again, England, remember, you know, not playing that second specialist spinner. And I'm sure going on to do it because uh, Joe Root was perhaps their outstanding bowler. Jack Leach also bowled extremely well over the two innings. But uh, Root just coming on and maybe showing that he missed a trick uh, last evening by not uh, rolling his arm over for a few was... Uh, Granted that there were no left-handers batting in the Indian top, say, uh, four or five, but uh, it still would have been a worthwhile exercise. And yes, I think if I look at uh, this match in in its overall assessment, um, yes, some poor technique and some poor batting from both sides, extremely good spin bowling from both sides as well. But you have to ask some questions of this pitch because... At the end of the day, your assessment of a fair pitch is one on which at least one of the teams in, in across four innings or across three completed innings should have at least gone on to the stage where the fielding captain requires to think about you know bringing on the second new ball. So if that doesn't happen across three innings, then you have to ask some questions of the pitch itself. And uh, this is not a great uh, test match uh, pitch and it's not a great advertisement for test cricket either. It was great entertainment though. But Miller, there's one way that I put it and I, and I don't know if it's right, if it's wrong. For me, a good test match pitch or any test match pitch is just, it's supposed to. It's meant to last at least four or five days. It's supposed to have a result only on the fourth, heading towards a fifth day, towards an exciting climax. A two-day test, is, it's a blur. It is. I mean, I do, I do think that two-day tests can be fascinating. I mean, I, I remember the Headingley test in in, nine, uh, in 2000 when Andrew Caddy got four wickets in an over 
and there was that crazy game in um in 2011, you remember in Cape Town, where uh, Pat Cummins made his debut and, and, and everything was turned on its head. I mean, it's absolutely compelling. These games stick in your mind for, for long after any old bog-standard fourth-day finish will stick in your mind, frankly. Um, so, you know, you can't argue with the, with the entertainment that's been on, on show. Uh, but, yeah, there is there is something about what's happened this week that does, does feel a little bit wrong. I mean, you know, it's unfortunate in some ways that, that England spent a lot of time grumbling about the second test pitch, uh, when actually, when you when we saw the second test, uh, when you when you've got Rohit scoring one sixty one, and then Ashwin getting a century in the second innings, and India putting in two massive scores, and England getting outplayed, then to come to this pitch where nobody is outplayed, just nobody can really play, <laughs> that's a completely different argument, isn't it? I mean, um, I, I was reminded of of a, of a similar game uh, back in on the two thousand four Australia tour, Mumbai. Almost, almost identical circumstances, in fact, where, where you, you know, you've got a, a raging turner. India do end up winning the match, but not before they've given a massive scare by Michael Clark, who, who bowled his speculative off-breaks and took five for nine. And you've got Joe Root taking five for eight in this game. When, when you have conditions that allow for all, you know, all he bowled magnificently, when you have conditions that allow um, lesser performers to rise to standards that they wouldn't necessarily reach when the conditions were equal, I think you've got a problem with 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 how the, how the, how the pitch is helping the the game develop. I, I don't think I don't think Joe Root would expect to take five for eight in any other circumstances than a raging Bunsen that basically takes out the skill factor of the of the better bowlers and allows a part timer just to to rag it and and, and get his rewards. Yeah, Joe Root at the post match presentation. He would go on to say that it sums up the wicket if I'm getting five wickets on there. Uh, Deban, what was what was interesting was I think the entire host broadcasters, the commentary team, they kept pushing the fact that 21 out of the 30 wickets uh, that fell were taken from by straighter deliveries, right? And I felt I felt that statement when they kept repeating it, it was it was kind of insulting not just to the batsmen. But to even the bowlers who put in effort to pick up these wickets by just saying that you just bowled a straight one and you got a wicket. So it's it's like a free wicket, right? Or garbage wicket, so to speak. The only reason they got wickets that were straighter is because the ball before, the few balls before, turned a lot. Oh, yes, absolutely. And that's that's where you have to give credit to the spinners on either side, actually. Uh, both Root and Leach as well. And uh, particularly Ashwin and Akshar when they got their chance with the ball. Uh, the indecision that they created in the minds of the batsmen. I made this point yesterday as well, and I thought again we saw a masterclass from the two Indian spinners, the frontline spinners. In fact, uh, between the two of them, bowling pretty much uninterrupted 30 overs before Washington Sundar even got got a chance. So the the whole idea was to bowl absolutely precise line and lengths, and just make sure that the batsman has really nowhere to go. And we saw that little panic set in, uh, as you rightly said. England probably had a little a glimmer of hope when they bowled India out for 145. It wasn't a significant lead, but then they had to have a good start, which they didn't, you know, losing two wickets inside the first three balls. Um, but but full credit to uh, Akshar Patel for the way that he bowled. The accuracy with uh, which he bowled exploited the conditions on offer. Yes, there was sharp turn. There was uh, a little bit of bounce as well, a little bit of variable bounce as well, right from day one. And the fact that he bowls at a fair clip, at a good pace, so that makes it very difficult for the batsmen, especially batsmen who are not used to playing a quality spin on a day-in, day-out basis. It just creates too many doubts in their mind about whether to go forward, whether to play back. 
I thought England repeated a lot of their mistakes, which they did from day one. And that's why they wound up with a total even lower than what they did uh, on day one. And yeah, it was only a brief session right at the end. But both Shubman Gill and uh, Rohit Sharma showed the right way to, I think, tackle spin bowling. Even though by that time, of course, the body language of the English players had uh, significantly come down. But you need to use your feet. You need to be positive. You need to pick the right shot to play as well. Uh, we saw particularly, I think, in the uh, dismissal of Sibley, where he uh, sort of played a swat, which was neither really a, a, a slog sweep nor really a drive. It was just a sort of across-the-line swipe, and he got a little faint edge onto it. So that indecision was something which reflected uh, in the way that England went about it. And just looking at their squad and looking at the fact that the fourth test is also in Ahmedabad, uh, it's very difficult to see how they bounce back from this. Uh, They'll really need to pull their uh, sort of uh, mentality together to bounce back from this this kind of a performance. Hmm, your mention of uh, Rohit and uh, Shubman is a good segue into talking a bit about the top performers today. Miller, I have a confession to make. In 2012, I had just passed out of college. I didn't follow county cricket, cricket and when England's squad to India was announced, I honestly thought that Joe Root was a backup off spinner to Graham Swan. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I think nine years later, yeah, he's probably the key off spinner in England's eleven. Yeah, yeah, he he really is. I mean, I I feel very sorry for Don Best because in in this age of rest and rotation and all the all the talk that England have come up with about uh, looking after the mental health of their players, they've gone and wrecked his by by making it abundantly clear to all all and sundry that he's been dropped he's not been rested he's just he's just been dropped uh, which is not a not a great advert for a guy who's you know taken 17 wickets of 22 in this series albeit one or two fairly fluky half trackers but but i mean the 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 point that we saw from this game and and arguably from from chennai as well is that accurate spin when in spinning conditions is going to make the difference. The big problem that, that Bess had and England had in, the, in that second test in particular was there was no accurate spin. It was, you know, it, 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 sorry, in the first test in his case, there was no accurate spin. It, he, he was he was dropping short. He was overpitching and long hops and getting hammered everywhere. Um, you know, to come back to the point that you point that the, the commentators have been banging on about the, the wickets falling to straight balls. I mean, I'm afraid that's a completely specious argument because it's not it's not the straight balls that the issue here. I mean. Think of um, the, the the most famous guy who, arguably the most famous, certainly in English circles, for bowling straight deliveries was Brian Statham, a great seam bowler of the 1950s, whose whose mantra was "You miss, I hit." Basically, if you're bowling straight, as as we've seen here, we've got what is it? I think 20 dismissals out of 30 were bowled or LBW. If you're aiming at the stumps, then you know if the bat doesn't hit the ball, you're going to get someone out. I mean, that's a, and if it's ragging every other ball as well you've got a better chance of the bat not being lined up to defend the straight ones. So I'm afraid that's a completely specious argument. Um, but it, it, it was weird to, to watch a, a game being yeah, dominated by, by spin to such an extent, even though we know that in Indian conditions, spin, does, spin is king. And you know, no one's more king of than, than Ashwin, taking the 400 wickets. And that's not even the, the most, that's probably the third most relevant spin stat of the day, uh, really, isn't it? To, Ashwin taking 400. It's uh, crazy days all round. Yeah, but momentous achievement, isn't it, Miller? I mean, he's the, what, the second quickest there after Mutaya Mulidharan. Outstanding test cricketer, as Virat Kohli called him, a modern day legend. He really is. I mean, I mean, you, you know, never mind just his runs. He's an all-rounder as well. I mean, that, that century that, that really cemented in India's dominance in the second test is, is proof that, you know, he is, he, he's, he's the complete package. And, you know, you can argue that... Uh, a bit like people argue about James Anderson, he's 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 best. He's only 
best in his own conditions. I don't believe that at all. He's 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 brilliant in his own conditions and very good in other people's. And uh, and frankly, that's all you can really ask of of any great bowler. If uh, you know if they are the absolute best they can be when the conditions are in their favour and do a very fine job when they're not, um, I, I I think that's perfectly valid reasons to be included among legendary status. Frankly, Deban Yuvraj Singh tweets. Finished in two days. Not sure if that's good for Test cricket. If Anil Kumble and Harbhajan bowled on these kinds of wickets, they would be sitting on a thousand and eight hundred. However, congratulations to Akshar Patel. What a spell! Congratulations, Ashwin. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, where's the lie? <laughs> it's a pretty honest assessment because, uh, see, uh, India have prepared spin-friendly tracks in the past, and uh, yes, I completely agree with uh, Miller in the sense that. Um, I think the issue here is the imbalance between bat and ball. It's not uh, the the fact that it's a spinning track because you expect teams to play up to their home advantage and uh, prepare wickets which are suitable for them. India face it all the time when they go abroad, when they go to South Africa, when they go to England, you get seeming conditions. And yes, uh, you expect pitches to have a little bit of uh, slant towards either spin or seam, which is which is not a major surprise. I think the issue really comes in when a pitch is uh, unfavorably. Uh, uh, tilted in favour of the bowlers. And I think that's what we have seen, particularly in this Ahmedabad Test match. I don't think the Chennai pitch was that bad at all, to be honest. And uh, we saw proof of that in the performances that came from the bats of uh, the likes of Rohit Sharma and Arashwin. Because uh, what happened there was there was turn, but it was slowish turn. And there was pretty decent bounce all through the Test match. And it, it I think it lasted, what, went to, to the fourth or the fifth day. So it, it wasn't something which got over in a jiffy or anything. Uh, but but this was uh, quite difficult right from the start. I think the only uh, session where things looked a little easy was perhaps the first session on day one. And that too, when the seamers were in operation, as soon as Akshar Patel came in, he struck with his very first ball. And that showed you that there was something in it for the spinners. And yeah, uh, I mean, there's no uh, taking credit away from the fact that uh, Akshar was outstanding. Ashwin was outstanding. Leach really bowled his heart out in the first innings. And Root also came in with a useful cameo. So I think in the end, as... Uh, I think Kohli also said at the post-match presentation that uh, the seamers were just wondering. This was part of their, you know, uh, load workload management, I guess, uh, not getting to bowl too many overs on this particular surface. Yeah, Devan, you and I and the rest of us on this podcast, we have spoken a lot about uh, Ravichandra Ashwin over the past over the past few months. Uh, I think there's enough praise being given to him. Now, looking ahead, he's at he's at 400 wickets. He's going to. How 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 many can he reach? I mean, at the end of the day, Anil Kumble has six one nine. Can can he reach there? Because by all his interviews and by all accounts, he wants to play for what another three four more years. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one because uh, uh, unlike the early days of his career, when uh, perhaps India didn't have as many riches in terms of its seam department, uh, now now India has a lot of good seam bowlers, fast bowlers. So you you can see that India are a much more competitive unit when traveling abroad. That's that's one thing which has changed a lot since his early days. Uh, that might also have contributed actually to some of his poor numbers early on when India were touring because uh, India also weren't putting up enough runs. So uh, he was invariably coming in and playing more of a blocking role. But but now they have a slightly better rounded team overall in terms of both its batting as well as fast bowling resources. So he's definitely going to improve. And uh, if if Australia is any indication, then he's going to give a lot of uh, you know decent performances abroad as well. 
and in india of course he he knows the uh, conditions inside out he i i like the way that he thinks about his bowling and that's what he mentioned as well in the flash quotes right of the uh, right after the match that he's somebody who likes to keep improving so yes i mean there's no telling how many wickets he's going to end up with a lot will depend of course on his fitness uh, he's he's probably looking fitter than he has in a long time and uh, in any case in the modern game i suppose uh, you know uh, players are able to uh, take care of themselves for a longer period so yes i would think he has at least four or five years uh, further in him and if he remains the premier spinner if he remains a constant pick then yes i can see him perhaps pushing uh, towards kumble's figure because uh, at that rate he'll probably need something around uh, 40 to 45 wickets per year which is of course asking for a lot but india do play a lot of test cricket uh, nowadays so that will probably work out to an average of about 3 to 4 uh, wickets per test match which is not difficult at all for him India do play a lot of test cricket but not as much as England Miller and is this is this a bit of a come down then especially after winning in Sri Lanka winning the first test in India is this back to type for England Yeah I mean it's it's going to it's going to hurt it's going it's really going to bug them because this this was a real real chance I mean we we obviously built up this pink ball test a, in a big way and England obviously loaded it in the wrong direction Root was asked at the post match press conference did you regret the side he'd picked and you know he hummed and hawed and didn't quite say yes but um yes of course he does <laughs> i mean he he wishes he wishes he'd loaded it with with spinners and um and 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 given england a real chance but you know george debell was uh, you know flogging his dead horse yesterday about the way that uh, where the england line up um in english cricket with county championship it doesn't take place at the height of the summer of these days therefore the pitches aren't dry and spinning and therefore the players don't get the opportunity to to learn um i mean there's a a little bit of a little bit of a caveat in that in a lot of these guys the ollie popes of this world spend a lot of time abroad with england um training camps and lions tours and what have you so they do get an opportunity to to train in different different conditions but it's not quite the same there's nothing quite replicates match conditions and you know england did find certainly pope you know he was an absolute fish out of water in both of his innings ashwin um tore him tore him asunder twice in in the match he will learn from this but the trouble is there are too many of this team who are learning on the hoof crawley's learned on the hoof did very well in the first innings but you know found out again against the new ball today sibley likewise dan lawrence pope all these guys they basically have been dropped in at the deep end you've got stokes hasn't been on the best form in all honesty i mean he he tried to find his uh, his range again today but um, but uh, the conditions found him out in the end and then of course root who who stands stands apart but even he couldn't surmount the conditions today so you know it is a missed opportunity but equally i don't know what england really expected if they if they were coming in for these conditions they they kind of they knew what they what was likely to happen especially after they lost that first first test they knew the pitches were not going to be particularly in their favor thereafter um it, it will hurt but you know i don't honestly see there was much get out in this in this particular case especially after that calamitous first day you know i, I said at the time i thought it'd be a two day i didn't envisage it being a two day quite as dramatic as one we got but i certainly went for two days simply because i didn't see how england were going to be able to survive in these conditions they might they might well have have bowled you know bowled reasonably well and and got india out for a, a two 250 total but i still didn't see how they were going to get the runs to to get back on on top so yeah uh, it is a hole in their in their in their game but they can only learn from it you you would imagine yeah speaking of uh, conditions there's this really funny tweet that i saw and i and i'm sorry i i forget who put it out there but 
you guys must have seen this uh, the gif of thanos running his hand through grass in one of the avengers movies i think the one right at the very end and the comment on that gif was joru checking the pitch for the first england versus india <laughs> test match in the in 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 the summer all right then let let's conclude this test by picking maybe one standout performer from each team uh, deba and you go first i mean it's probably hard to pick one from india but i guess you're going to go with the hometown boy oh yes i mean you you've got to give it to akshar patel the the way that he's taken to test match cricket like a fish to water uh, Uh, really understood what he needs to do in every condition uh, from the very first uh, test match that he played the one in chennai and he's improving in each each and every innings he's just taking on a little bit more responsibility there's a little bit more self belief about the way he's going about things and uh, the way that he started off with the new ball uh, this uh, this you know in in on day 2 was just uh, unbelievable just just got one to straighten in and you know go through the gate after that i thought he really had uh, best one he almost had a hat trick with his very first ball and then eventually bowling him as well um and he showed uh, right through this uh, these two matches that he's also quite comfortable bowling to left handers which is not something that you often associate with uh, somebody who's bowling you know left arm finger spin so it's because in his case it's not so much about the turn it's often about the lack of it it's about the pace at which he varies the balls and and the fact that he uh, varies his point of release as well so there's there's a lot of deception but but it all comes through very economical action and you know very simplistic action and uh, we we've probably only seen i think one innings where he uh, tonked a few and made a few useful runs so we haven't seen that aspect of his cricket yet um if you look at it this india 11 is actually looking quite uh, decent because uh, washington sundar as as i mentioned yesterday was brought in as a additional batting backup wasn't really required because he didn't uh, bother to trouble the scorers but just imagine if he had put a few runs in as well then you know india could have even uh, pushed ahead and maybe this could have been something like an innings defeat so uh, full credit to england for having restricted india to 145 but yeah from what we saw yesterday as well and what we discussed on the uh, podcast that we really couldn't see england putting up too much of a fight in the second innings and full credit to akshar for that uh, because he's also taken a lot of the load of uh, ashwin in that uh, sense in the spin department deban do you have someone from england as well who impressed you the most um in this particular match i guess you would have to say jack leach and to a great extent the uh, innings from crawley yesterday was quite uh, classy uh, they they'll be disappointed with the way that they batted overall and that's that's a huge you know improvement area for for a team to make less than 200 across two innings in a test match it just uh, paints a very bad picture of you know how how the batsmen have been able to apply themselves irrespective of how difficult the pitch has been Miller England's player of the match would you go with Crawley Leach or even Joe Root and in that same thread I mean let's look ahead to the final test as well what do England need to do to turn this around I mean there's one thing Sunil Gavaskar mentioned it's that the stadium in Ahmedabad has I think 11 pitches so we most likely will not be playing on the same pitch but it is likely to turn nonetheless Yeah I mean I I'd certainly go with with those 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 three routes um I thought I thought his innings today was as good as he could have produced in the circumstances which again is I think is probably a a a comment on the pitch as much as anything he he was he was diligent he was watchful he really knuckled down and did his utmost and while he and Stokes were were in partnership you just thought England might yet grind enough runs but in the end he was out he was outdone by a clever piece of bowling but but ultimately the pitch got the better of him for the reasons we've already discussed um throwing ahead i mean uh, you know realistically i can't see anything other than 3-1 from here i don't see how 
India are going India's grounds and they're going to change their their attack and start leaving grass on the pitch at this stage and England don't have the spin options um Don Best may get may get a recall but for the reasons we've already discussed he might not be able to apply the pressure required to to really ratchet up the, the tension um so I don't know how they overcome this um will will Wokes get a look in though will will Chris Wokes get a look in for England I I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure he will now because Anderson Broad did so little in this game that they effectively had another another day's rest each. So uh, you know, I don't see why England would would go from. I mean, the only reason they go from is to balance the tail. But you know, if if your top six and seven aren't going to get the runs, is it really down to number eight to to save the day? I think maybe you've got to realise that that Anderson Broad, for all they run the bold in this test, are probably the best options that England have, and if not then you want to get an extra spinner in there. So I don't see how Wokes fits in. Um, just final word, though, just coming back to your, 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 the, the gif you were talking about of Joe Root. I, I, I am amused um, at the, 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 the sniping that, that England get for preparing home ground pitches because I genuinely don't think, I don't think anyone who thinks that England prepare homer pitches has ever watched what an English pitch can really be. You've got to go down to the Chelmsford or or Canterbury to watch a livid green seamer with you know dibbly dobblers like Darren uh, Darren Stevens or or David Masters wobbling off a length and nicking off every other ball. It's not quite the same, I don't think, as as the sort of extreme conditions we've had here. Um, you know, there was that Lord's Test against India a couple of seasons ago, but. I mean, that was the weather. The over, overhead conditions play such a massive part in the swinging ball in England. I'm not convinced with the, with the advent of under under pitch uh, drainage, which is, you know, sounds a very boring point to make, but I, that's ubiquitous <laughs> at all the test grounds now. And I swear they suck the moisture out. Lords is an absolute road when the sun shines. I don't think you get any pitches that are quite as extreme as this. It's all to do with the overheads. And in Anderson in particular, England have a master of the overhead. So, you know, it's... Yeah, it's not quite the same, I don't think, as 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 what we've seen in, in this test in particular. Leave Chennai out of it because I, I I'm happy to accept England were completely whooped in that test. In this test, the fact they got close to clawing it back and still lost in two days lends me to think that I'm not sure the conditions were entirely fair for Test cricket. Right, Miller. Before we let you go, though, one final question, and I asked this of Alan in the previous Test match as 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 well. Is there worry on Stuart Broad and, and his form, though? It's it's what it's two Test matches now that he's he's gone without a wicket. I know he didn't get to bowl much here, but is there a case maybe that he does not belong in England's best eleven? Yeah, but we say that all the time with with Broad. We were saying that um, only last year, and he was England's Player of the Year um, in 2020 by a distance of 34 wickets at 14. I think I think it was. So um, he's not England's best bowler overseas. I mean. Uh, Certainly not in Indian conditions, where I think he averages fifty or more now, maybe. But uh, I mean, trouble is, Broad has never been one to swing the ball. He's always been a, a seamer fundamentally, and if the ball is not going to seam, um, then he's a bit up and down. I, I I thought actually his cutters could have been useful in in Chennai, England underused him there, especially when folks were standing up to the stumps. Remember, he had that that drop catch with, with folks standing up, and 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 um, Stokes dropped one at slip as well. Um, he did bowl a handy spell there. I mean, it's not, it's not probably not enough to save him as, as England's go-to option in these conditions, but I wouldn't condemn him uh, entirely. I, I think certainly come the English season, he's still going to be vying for, for a frontline spot because, you know, he, he, he knows his game inside out. 
I just think in these conditions, once it was apparent that, that pace on the ball was not going to help um, England keep it dry, um, his, his goose was cooked. And then so was Anderson's, and we were all singing his praises after that first test. So it's, um, yeah, it's just one of those one of those strange old tests that, um, yeah, um, England will have to brush themselves down and, and move on. But, yeah, I don't think you write off broad. He's, he's, he's been around the block far too many times uh, to, to, to give up just yet. Deban, final word with you. India, stick with a winning 11 or... Do you see any changes to the side? Uh, not really, because I would expect another uh, pretty much a turning pitch to land up for the fourth test match as well. Um, I, I wouldn't really uh, consider too many changes. Maybe one thing they could consider is a specialist bowler in place of Sundar. But uh, that again would depend largely on what kind of surface is rolled out. And uh, just from a purely, you know, a cricket fan perspective, what you hope for is a good contest in the fourth test match. Uh, full credit to uh, England for the way that they uh, fought back in this, at least in the first innings. And they have to show that kind of spunk right from the start. So even if uh, in the fourth test match they win the toss and if they bat first, then they've got to apply themselves and at least put up something in the region of 250 or 300, which hasn't happened for them uh, in a while. And just to go back to that point, which we were talking about, you know, coming down from Sri Lanka, even in Sri Lanka, a lot of their batting was revolving so much around Joe Root. So it just tells you that their batting is largely dependent on Joe Root and possibly, as Miller said, it's because this is such an inexperienced batting lineup. So... Uh, let's hope that they've learned their lessons well and let's hope they come back hard in this uh, last test match and make it uh, a real uh, test for uh, for the ages and let's not forget that there's a world test championship place for india also at uh, or at stake so uh, let's hope there's something to play for in that fourth and final test match yeah and now that you mentioned it england are out of contention to reach the wtc final but uh, india need to avoid defeat if i'm not mistaken right or yeah Oh no! If it's a draw, do Australia qualify? If it's a draw, I'm not Australia, sure. I think if no. I think it's, it's only if it only India, if England India goes. India go through even with a two-one scoreline. So India need to lose this one. All right. So yeah. Okay. So India need to avoid a defeat to reach the final versus New Zealand. If India do lose, if the series ends two-two, then Australia go through uh, versus New Zealand to the WTC final. There's a long gap till the next test because this one has ended in two. It starts on March 4th. It's a day test match. So it's a very early start if you're listening in uh, from England. Andrew Miller, Devan Sen, thank you so much for joining us on ESPN Cricket for Stump Mike. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, thanks.